Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Welcome to Disposable Worlds, the show where we take your ideas, steal them from their cribs, and raise them to be comedy assassins ready to strike from the shadows at any moment. My name is Ryan, and I teach the kids how to use funny throwing stars, I guess. Well, I feel like we've stolen babies from cribs before. This isn't the first time. We've, we've, well, we've stolen babies from cribs, but we never turned them into comedy assassins. And I don't no, know. No, no, not real babies. I mean, idea babies. I know we've done that, but like for the show, okay. we've definitely stolen idea That's, babies. From yes, that too. I don't remember that, but it's probably true. It's not easy to come up with these. The, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm real curious about what a comedy is. Are you murdering comedians, or are you murdering comedy? That's my question. Well, I, I figured it was like we're creating, like, they maybe kill with comedy. They're so fucking funny. Everything yeah. they do is so hilarious they can kill people. And I have to question our qualifications for that. Like, how can, like, does that make us comedy assassins, too, if we're able to pass those skills on yeah. to another generation? You can't teach what you don't know. They mostly learn from our mistakes, I think. If that's the case, we should have a disclaimer before our show. You may, this very likely could you kill you. We're die. so funny. We're comedy assassins. We are comedy assassins. Trained comedy assassins. Subscribe and die. So what does that make you, Cody? I don't know. The, the, the daddy? Good. Father? The, fa- the father figure? The, well, I'm you know, a literal father. I'm adopting these children and raising them as comedy assassins. And that makes mm-hmm. Stephen. What does that so. make you? Um... I I think I have to teach the children math. Somebody's got to do it. There's a lot of math involved. You know, in yeah, you got to get the angles just right when you're telling. And those you got to know how many bullets to bring, how many ninja stars to bring, how many knives. You got to bring. get that the timing on your delivery just precise enough. If you if you don't have it, comedy and murder are like nine tenths timing. Honestly, yeah. when you think there's about a it. lot of similarities between the two. Believe it or not, especially if you combine comedy and murder, then. A lot of cross lines there. Well, what we do here on Disposable Worlds is we take all kinds of different crazy ideas, uh, mash them up into one bigger, better, crazier idea, and kind of see what a world we can make out of it. So let's hop in here and let's see. I got to stop you there. I don't see what comedy assassination has to do with that at all. <laughs> with what? I think we should let the, the assassins loose. Let's see what kind of a world we have. I think these things kind of come full circle. So there's, there's always going to be a spot for some murder for hire here. Yeah. Uh, actually speaking of which, uh, chef Robert Irvine says high impact trauma to your body turns you into cotton candy for one hour. 
So that, <laughs> okay, my favorite part about that is it specifies your body. Yeah. <laughs> High impact trauma to your emotional state. You know, hey, turns you into no, you candy. still have emotions probably during this time, but your body is cotton candy. Well, that's what I'm saying. He specifies body, so yeah. it could have been like high, like a devastating emotional blow turned oh, into yeah. cotton candy. I've had some high impact emotional trauma, but I, I haven't had, <laughs> and I've ha- I've had some some you know physical trauma, but I haven't had high impact trauma. So I don't know if at any point my body would have turned into cotton candy. Well, this does preclude many different methods of murder in this world. Mm-hmm. You can't just run a semi-truck into somebody. You have to be a little bit more subtle about it. Yeah, you can you can run someone over with a Zamboni, though. That's that's kosher. Well, I'm, I'm particularly curious. Okay, say you get into a car wreck and you turn into cotton candy. The, mm. the medics arrive on the scene and they have one hour to, like, put you back into a normal cotton candy shape. And then you form back into your body. Like, what's what's the rules? Like, how do you how do you reform into your body? Yeah, are you just dead when you wake up anyway? You just happen to be cotton candy. If they don't put the cotton candy back into the right pile, do you do you just like come back with your arm in the wrong place? Uh, that's a well, good it question. Seems like it definitely seems like a defense mechanism to me. So I feel like this is supposed to serve as a way to save your life from high impact trauma how like where do you draw the line between like regular impact trauma and high impact trauma? 30 miles I mean, like, per uh, hour okay is that really the, no. the literal okay because <laughs> it would be it would be interesting if high impact trauma like the threshold for that were so high that it's so rare that when it happens people don't really know it's like they, they, they just find this pile of cotton candy that used to be a person and it's just like how did this happen Bef- before we got cars it only happened when people fell off cliffs that's what I mean. So it's kind of like spontaneous combustion, yeah. where it's just like spontaneous cotton candy explosion. Just like uh, there's cotton candy here. I don't know what this so is. So you don't think that like if somebody if you insulted your girlfriend and she slapped you across the face, you wouldn't just like spool out into a bunch of cotton candy. You would really need to. I mean, it's traumatic, but it's is this not... like a full body impact? Is this like so if somebody came up and hit you with a baseball bat, do you go cotton candy or? Does it need to be like full on, like all, like, like just yeah, like face I'm, planting? I'm thinking like, like car accident ballistics, you know? What about if you do a really wicked belly flop? Like, that's a full body high impact. Like, if you're going fast enough. I mean, I think, I think we should go with our gut instinct here. Steven said 30 miles an hour. You got to be going pretty fucking fast in that pool. That, that's going to be a brutal belly flop. If you go right off there. the high dive, though, that's a pretty good. That's a real, that's a real tall high dive. You hit your, you hit your belly, you know, <laughs> real hard. I, a big enough man, I think, might turn into cotton candy. I you know feel what? like that. That has got to be the worst case scenario, turning into cotton candy in a pool. I can't imagine how that Oof. is going to benefit you at all. You will instantly dissolve. <laughs> no one's happy. At least when someone falls off a cliff and hits the ground, you get cotton candy at the end, you know? Okay, Okay. What? so what happens if you're carrying cotton candy in each hand and you get hit by a truck? The medics have no idea what's what anymore. This is a bigger question here, because the thing is, like, if you turn into cotton candy upon experiencing, like, a high-impact blow, uh, I don't think you're a human. I think you're a candy person. So you you eating cotton candy is like cannibalism in this world, I think. So you think that you're still like an animate ball of cotton candy? Like your body just turns into cotton candy? Like it's still... No, no, no. I think that prior to turning into cotton candy, you were some other form of maybe a solid candy. It'd be like being okay with eating children. Like it's like the Adventure Time candy people, basically. Only when they get in a car accident and they're hit hard enough, they turn into cotton candy temporarily to like absorb the impact of the blow. So everybody in this world is is, is candy already, but like... 
if you hit candy hard enough, it's going to turn into cotton candy probably, though. Right? Yeah, which is a pretty brilliant defense mechanism when you think about it. All right, well, let's smash it up with another idea and kind of see if these start to, like, turn into anything crazy. Like, anything actually that makes any lick of sense might actually help. I feel like we're already we're already making loads of sense here, as is. <laughs> All right, so Spiral Dawn says, Any creatures or objects that humans and dogs dream of <laughs> materialize around around them while they are asleep. Okay, before we dive yeah. into this, are humans are 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 humans candy or the <laughs> yeah. uh, like are 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 is this candy world? I mean, right I feel now? like this says your body, so like I'm a human, and if I'm in this world, my body turns into cotton candy. But also, yeah, but it's not like you specifically. It's like your body in this world turns into cotton candy, and in this world, you could be a candy. I think person. it works for anything. Honestly, it probably works for dogs too. I think we should take a vote. Are we candy people in this episode? What if there's one protagonist who's a candy person? He is <laughs> he is the, the fundamental you. He will They were turn bit in. by a candy cane spider and developed candy based abilities mm. and one of their their incredible abilities is to absorb the blow of a high impact trauma by turning into cotton candy. I don't feel like that's a useful superpower because like if if Kingpin slaps the shit out of you hard enough that you die yeah. Or or that you spool out into cotton candy for one hour. Just eat you. Yeah, he'll, he'll just eat your cotton candy. You got an hour to like go down the drain, you know, and like try to rebuild yourself. You think you can move around with your cotton candy? Hopefully, you learn to. If you're a candy person, maybe I don't know. All right. So any any creatures or objects that humans and dogs dream of material materialize around them while they are asleep. I just love the inclusion of dogs so much and it feels it feels like they knew. This makes sense though because there has been a lot of nitpicking uh, uh-huh. about like what constitutes a person when <laughs> So now we know it's humans and dogs specifically. And we rarely talk about cats. We're always talking about dogs. So, so does this apply to nightmares too? Yes, I think so. So I've had some fucking buck wild nightmares, especially when I was a kid. There's no way I would have made it past seven if I could materialize whatever I was dreaming of. No, I feel like bedrooms would be a lot more of a solitary sort of experience. Maybe something you need to lock yourself into when you go to sleep. Uh, because yeah, the chance of a rogue nightmare is is pretty legitimate. Even no, even a dream that's a little bit too weird. Like, I, what if you dream of swimming? And you wake up drowning in a pool of your dream fluids. This is like every everything is sphere world. Like everyone is a sphere person, and we all live in sphere land where the things you think and dream of become reality. And this is terrifying. Yeah, you just look outside your sphere and see all the horrifying creatures yeah. that you and your family dreamed up in the night but the alternative though there's lots of really fun stuff that you dream of especially when you're younger i wonder if that if there would be i guess there'd be like a positive reinforcement negative reinforcement sort of a thing like if you hop onto the positive reinforcement vibe where you are having really great dreams when you're young you're having like the fun puppy dog dreams and like the candy dreams and stuff like that you're probably more prone to keep doing that because like people around you are like oh that dream that you had last night like there was so much lollipop happening like there's just lollipops for everyone that was a really great dream and you would really that would reinforce you to have those sort of dreams do you think think. we have dream farms where we like have all the best dreamers go yeah we, we, we hire the best dreamers and we only give them positive images yes it's like a willy wonka wonderland of dreamers so they have well we're, we're gonna have you dream dream of a big large well-fed oxen oh with 
with big boobies too. I could, I suppose. <laughs> An oxen made entirely of boobies. <laughs> I mean, not mentioning boobies, like that's true. You know, I, I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I've had some pretty confusing dreams mm-hmm. in my life, yeah. and there are some things that I do not think I'd like to wake up to. Boobs were often uh, involved. Yeah, if you're gonna put yourself out there as a professional dreamer, you need to be really square with yourself on a very deep level. I do think that in this world, we would definitely be training people at a very young age responsible dreaming. You know how to control your dreams. The lucid, the lucid dreaming skill would be would be like way up there. But have you have you ever met anybody that can lucidly dream? I've met some people who claim to be able to. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. You don't know how like real that like how I've, legit. Is I mean, that? I've done it, but I can't. I I can never choose to do it. Yeah, I've had a semi lucid dream, like where I realized I was dreaming. And then I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I want to do something cool." And then it didn't work. It was a loosely loose dream. Yeah, loosely lucid. Loosely lucid. I've had I've had a few lucid dreams, but yeah, I usually forget that I'm lucid dreaming in the dream and go back uh, to dreaming. So if you do though, there is an incentive because like you could wake up and get a fat paycheck because you are the kid that could dream up ATVs and Godzillas left and right and jet skis and jet skis mechs. and Godzillas on in mechs. Godzillas wearing mechs. Tyrannosaurus mech. Yes. So there's no size limitation to the things that you can materialize. Well, you could make them small so that they're fun to play with. Like if you had like a cat-sized Godzilla in a mecha suit. Well, I'm just saying that like you can you can imagine something infinitely big. I could imagine Galactus the 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 planet eater or whatever and he appears. There's so many questions. I don't know about this. This turns everyone into an X-Man. And can you make life? Can you make life? You might. You might just be able if to. If I dream about like a smoking hot, you know, babe or whatever, I could bring her to like there's I feel like there's a lot of moral questions there. And can she dream people to life as well? Is she conscious? Does she have a soul? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to I'm going to put this out there. I almost feel like while they are asleep is the unwritten or like the unstated sort of like implication that when you wake up yeah it's so gone. as soon as you wake up it's gone I, I think okay hold on i'll do you one better how about sunlight evaporates them <laughs> all the images are actually vampires basically yeah as soon as as soon as sunlight touches them they're instantly destroyed so daydreaming doesn't really and all that's left is their blood and viscera <laughs> <laughs> their cotton candy so wait so you're saying that like like taking a nap in the middle of the day, like there's ways around that though, because I could just go sleep yeah, in a dark room. You'll likely wake up to just yelling and screaming, probably. But yeah, no. If you want to have a good time, you could take a nap in a dark room and dream up some, you know, your ideal mate or whatever weird stuff you're into. Some sort of octopus monster. Who knows? Don't judge the octopus monster. I'm not sure that lucid dreaming happens the way that everybody kind of says it does, because. If you if that was like a real thing, I feel like a lot more people would be doing it. There would be like people would have nailed that shit down and been like, oh, "No, I can I can sell you." Well, there's not the incentives that we have in this world. Like you can't materialize shit by lucid dreaming in our world. No, but you. So who gives a fuck? But you can imagine <laughs> that you are while you're asleep. It's just as good. Now, like, the way that they sell it is it's that like not it's not just as good. I've no, lucid dreamed. It's that's the way that they sell good. it though. It's like it's just this. It's like you you have control over your world or whatever. But I feel like if it was like as good as everybody said, there would have been like a twelve step program that somebody had like marketed the foolproof way to do that. 
for me, when I lucid dream, I just like notice that I'm in a dream and I start like, I'm just fascinated by it. I'm just looking around. And I'm just like, holy shit, look at this weird fucking shit. What is my mind doing over here? That doesn't... Yeah, I suspect that it's mostly like people can go and try to do whatever they want. And it's, it's more a power of they, being able to And they to still go. get killed by clowns anyway. Yeah. I tried to fly once in one of my lucid dreams. And I just, I could jump mm-hmm. really high, but I couldn't quite fly. Yeah. I think maybe I just wasn't buying into it. Like maybe maybe the really good lucid dreamers know for a fucking fact that this is a dream and they can fully convince themselves. Whereas me, I still had a little bit of doubt. It's like, ooh, but what if I fly off a cliff and die? When I when I realize I'm dreaming, I usually either wake up or yeah, it just doesn't work. I check my totem. Most of the time I just wake up. I'm like, fuck. In your dreams if you if you fall off a cliff and don't wake up in your dream, do you still turn into cotton candy it is to your body though like is 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 dream body oh it did specify your body but the thing is it's like materialize objects materialize so if you're like falling towards the ground does it materialize the ground flying towards you as you sleep this is a terrible reality yeah there needs to be some limitations to make this work i think that's why i think destroying things with sunlight is probably the best solution we got (laughs) the break of day dispels all illusions all right, Tosser's Delight says, sexual attraction is determined by the first thing you eat during puberty. Does this mean that everyone who ate that thing is attracted to each other? Or is or it? Or are you attracted to the thing that you eat? Or is it just that the thing that you eat aligns you in some weird way? There's going to be a like, Maybe it's like when if you eat a bear, then you're like a daddy bear. Uh, Ugh, I just, maybe or you're into daddy I think there's going to be maybe. a lot of people who are horny for peanut butter jelly sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> that's true maybe people don't realize that this is what this is what causes them to develop their sexual attractions maybe you know you eat a couple of jelly beans and you're attracted to Ronald Reagan yikes mm-hmm. so like if you're eating something sweet the moment that like puberty puberty uh happens like you're into remember that moment remember that moment when it just struck you all of a sudden yeah the the exact moment that puberty began in the middle of the night as i believe the video felt do you remember what you were eating at that time i i think i remember the movie i was watching i'm pretty sure it was who framed roger rabbit well you actually remember when puberty started i was joking (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think there was just one moment (laughs) it was either that or watching a madonna video Oh well, that'll day. do it. Yeah, that'll that'll force yep. a puberty. Yeah, I remember like one day just looking down and be like, "Oh, that's new." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't used to be there. I'm not going to specify what, but it, as you were, it wasn't there. As you were shoving popcorn <laughs> into your face, so is that like okay? So like if you if you happen to be eating like somebody's cotton candy at that point, <laughs> that's really fucking <laughs> that's disturbing. So gross. It could happen. So is the sweet stuff like you're more into like sweet sentimental relationships uh, or if you're eating to me like you're more into cannibalism and yeah, eating your friends. Yeah. But if you're eating like a, a savory steak or something like that, you're uh, into... Dave, that really sucks that you got hit by that plane out of the sky, but God damn, am I hungry right now? <laughs> well, I feel like that's a big problem though with cotton candy impact is that like if you've got kids around, they're just going to eat it. Like, if a kid wanders into, like, a... Not if the kids are candy. <laughs> it's not like if mom dies, the kids devour her. That's not how it works, man. Kids don't know. If you fall down the stairs, if grandma is babysitting the kids, and she goes to go down into the basement to change the laundry, and she falls down the stairs and spools out into cotton candy, and she's got an hour where she's laying there as a pile of cotton candy where one of these kids can come and find her. That's true. 
high impact high impact might change for older people you know like it's easier to spool out into cotton candy when you're in your 90s that's true all i'm saying is that if i found a pile of cotton candy if nobody explained to me the birds and the bees of this world where like yes uh your sexual attraction is determined by what you're eating at a certain time and also (laughs) watch out for cars because you'll turn into cotton candy you're fucking what 13 14 years old and you don't know about this shit yeah that's gotta be taught in like maybe not quite middle school earlier than that just skip sex ed or whatever you were sick that's what i'm saying man nobody's explained this to you if you're a two-year-old kid you're just old enough to crawl up and down the stairs and you found grandma's spooled out cadaver of cotton candy during that one hour window where she fell down the Still stairs. Still in her clothes, man. You don't know. She's <laughs> going down there to get the laundry. The basket of clothes is everywhere. There's clothes everywhere. And it's like it's like old it's old and starchy, you know? I can't I can't imagine the quality of grandma's cotton candy is gonna be that mm. great. Look at all this cotton candy inside Nana's bonnet. Do we have different flavors? Does cotton candy have different flavors? Probably. What flavor would you be, Cody? Well, there's blue and pink. Blue? blue. Yeah. Wait, no, pink. I'd be pink. I don't believe pink. pink. What would you be, Steven? Probably the 50-50. 50-50 yeah, blue pink. Nice. Mix it up Damn, a Steven, bit. good answer. Damn. I would just be flavorless, bland, white. Just white? Just, just, white. just no sugar taste. flavored. Just sugar, just flavored like white granular sugar. <laughs> that's like that's what cotton candy is. It's just spun sugar. Yeah, it's yeah. sugar flavored. <laughs> sugar. He'd be, so he'd be cotton candy flavored. At least you have the feeling of of pink. You yeah, know? cotton candy doesn't have flavors. It's just color that you, you the yeah. illusion of the color just makes you mm-hmm. think that you're tasting different flavors. Yeah. You eat some blue and you eat some pink and you feel you feel good. Mm. This pink cotton candy tastes like blue cotton candy. <laughs> Grandma's cotton candy is a mix of 50-50 gray and white. Yeah, so you basically find just a, a big old spider web downstairs and you start nom, eating nom, it. Nom, <laughs> but it tastes so good. Because you're a hungry, growing teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that my sexual attraction is aligned to salty. Uh, you know. the The salty tears. Of an intense love. I'm trying to think about what I was eating most when I was like 12 or 13. I had a lot of anchovies back then. Um, Whoa, what the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> Never heard anybody say that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a really dark time. Were you homeless? I had them on things like pizza and stuff, man. You can't. Weird. Um, I was probably eating a lot of ramen. It was probably, yeah, it was probably either ramen or peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people are going to be attracted to the Noid, the Noid, the Domino's Noid. <laughs> yeah, lots of pizza boys. <laughs> I was eating a lot of oh, a lot wow, of pizza. That's how it, like, oh, it's it's so it's the like the occupation, is it? If you eat fish for the first time, you like fishmongers or <sighs> yeah, Ahab does it for you. I don't know, nautical. That shit. Sonic, that Sonic car hop. You've never been able to shake the thought of her. Maybe oh, oh maybe it's about like. The, 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 uh, how exciting the meal is. Like, if you eat fucking toast, then you are way into just, like, regular-ass, normal sex, missionary position, <laughs> opposite yeah, gender, yeah. there it goes. But if you eat something, like, truly exotic and weird... Cottage cheese, same deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe it depends on the culture that the food mm-hmm. comes from. Like, I really like Mexicans. <laughs> Because I ate a lot of Mexican food when I was going to the river. <laughs> I was eating a lot of salsa. I had a lot of tacos lot. back then. All right, let's throw let's throw one more in here. Just kind of see if this comes full circle. By the way, comedy assassins. Comedy, yeah. Uh, Star. Uh, actually, no, we've got a couple more. I thought we just had one. Crime Ocean says, "Do doing anything forty thousand times will make you explode violently." 
Into into cotton candy? Wait, uh, don't they say that to wait. develop a habit, you have to do it forty thousand times or something probably ridiculous more than like that? That, but like, well, probably right around there. That it's like something like twenty thousand hours. It, it's like, like ten thousand, yeah, ten thousand, twenty thousand hours to become a a master oh, of whatever. Yeah, forty thousand times. So they can't be bodily functions. Like I take, I breathe in forty thousand times. Pretty like oh, I've yeah. done that. Well, how many times? How many times do you breathe in during a day? I wonder. So, do you think it has to be in the cor- within the course of twenty four hours? Or? Well, no, 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 no. I'm just wondering, like, in a day, how many times do you breathe? It's been a while since I've counted. What do you, what are you, you looking it up, Stephen? Oh, I just don't know. It's like, what's the life expectancy? I'm, I'm doing the math on how many days old I am to get an idea of how many times I've pooped, for instance. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is risky business, you know? All right, let's do the math. Let's do the math. Roughly five to seven times a day. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you if you poop uh, more than a few times a day on a regular basis for too long... That's why I said it can't be regular bodily mm-hmm. functions. I've blinked over 40,000 oh, 40, yeah. times, man. It's got to be something beyond that. It's got to be like how many times have you... It's complicated. You consciously like, do something? Complicated conscious choice to do a thing. Yeah, how, how many times have you... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, consciously done something. So like on that, like Eddie Van Halen's up on stage, just like ripping out a fucking wicked, wicked guitar solo, <laughs> wraps it up, audience applauds, and he fucking explodes into little giblets. It really exactly. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think science would know why this is happening? <sighs> Probably because the people who are best at doing things are more likely to blow up. We would definitely study it. It would be a spectacle every time someone did something the 40,000th time. And he's about to go for his 40,000th toy cost, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting puberty all mixed up with this because I feel like... <laughs> if you go through puberty, you're 40,000. No, you're probably doing a lot of whacking it during that time. So you does really got to put it Does that, does that qualify as a bodily yeah. function? I feel like sex is a bodily yeah, function. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, you're whacking it a lot, but... That forty thousand is quite a bit. Those are some. Those are some pro numbers, right that there. Is, that That's like, like <laughs> it's like once a day for like twelve years. Or yeah, well, once a day for twelve years is not forty thousand. Something like that. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> I don't know math. <laughs> you might be in the four thousand. All right. Well, then, then I'm safe. No. I don't have anything to worry about. Doing anything 40,000 times will make you explode. So consciously deciding to do a thing, you get 40,000 times of it, though. So that's yeah. pretty good. So you can do a thing once a day for, what, not 10 years, 100 years? Yeah, like 100 years. 120, 150 or something like that. You can do it three times a day for like 30 years. Yeah, and you're solid. So you can actually get pretty good at stuff. Like you could practice guitar. You could practice drums. It would be like be three times a day. Really good because you would eventually you would have to quit your job and go do something else. Because like presumably whatever it is you do at your job, you're doing it more than once per day. That's true. You know, I don't know how you would how you would calculate something yeah, like that. Good. As soon as we figure this out, there'd be a lot of diversity in what you what you do in your life. Yeah, you'd really you'd have to completely change at some point if you got too good at something. Well, I had to give up the harmonica because I was worried if I played it any longer, I'd explode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be the most fascinating party conversation. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but there's other things like so, like you could play. 39,000 games of tennis, but wait, you've also swung a, consciously chose to swing a racket more more times than that. So if you are 
you know, going to go pro in tennis. Is it intelligent enough to distinguish between a forehand and a backhand? Or I don't know. That's the question. So Maybe it, if you really love tennis, you switch to the other hand. Does that reset the counter? Yeah. And then you start to use your feet. What What do you think would make you explode? Does this count as high impact, though? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, mean, do you, I mean, do you just explode into cotton candy? It's a slow-burning explosion. Uh, it, uh, okay, it's like a... It's like a chemical, like more of like a reaction. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't. I don't know the, if I see explosion as impact, but then again, who knows? Who understands the chemistry? Yeah, of I this? turned into the cotton candy forty thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> and then I exploded. I got into I got into forty thousand car wrecks. <laughs> Consciously, just kept just kept turning into cotton candy. Well, that's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of times getting hit though, like forty thousand times. So if you got hit by a car. Three times a day. It's 40,000 times a lot of times to get hit by yeah, a car. It is a lot. Yeah. But if you're like so. Evil Knievel or whatever, and that's like your whole, that's how you make your money. You're like a crash You can do that three me. times a day because you just turn into, you just lose three hours being cotton candy a day. Do you think crash test dummies are just like people <laughs> that are good at turning into cotton candy and fitting themselves back together? Do you even need crash test dummies in a world where like if you get hit by a car, you just turn into cotton candy for an hour? Mm, yeah. That's a good point. Actually, honestly, you probably... If you are a car company, you probably want that like to increase the likelihood of it being a high impact collision. <laughs> yeah. Because if it's not yeah. a high enough impact, yeah. they're just going to get pierced and die. You gotta, you gotta make sure it, it qualifies for high impact. You gotta turn that person into cotton candy as soon as they get hit. Yeah, here's the here's the explosive device in the front of the car that has the lead bricks yes. behind yeah, it that'll no. blast yes. into you. You don't have it, your airbags are like meant to do as much trauma as possible. Like if your airbag yeah. goes off, like you are you're caught. Your airbag has off. hammers in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Honestly, I feel like in this world, like people would probably be wearing hazmat suits just so that their cotton candy doesn't get like spray it you know like spray it all over the place or whatever at least it's in like a, a bag yeah because if you're, yeah, if you're yeah, gonna, doing that because of the likelihood of you getting in a high impact like accident is pretty fucking high yeah right? i mean if you're in a car with like three people and you get like t-boned by like a semi-truck that's a big mess of cotton right candy. people don't even wear fucking seat belts in our country what makes you think they're gonna wear hazmat suits on the reg i think this would be a market though it's like an undersuit that you wear all yeah. the time underneath your clothes, but it's like a it's like a it's like a bubble that you you wrap yourself in. But does it cover yeah. your face too? You can just oh, like yeah. pull up a little hood, you know. Yeah, and it's like, a helmet. Yeah, just like oh shit, I feel a high impact <laughs> trauma coming on. I better pull up my hood. <laughs> you do it every time you get in the car. It's part of it's part of your safety. That's what I'm saying. People don't even wear seatbelts yet. They're going to wear these freaking full body suits. It's just to keep your cotton candy from getting mixed up with somebody else's cotton candy. On the off chance you get in a high impact collision, that doesn't happen that often. I would, I would, I would pull my hood up every time I get in the car. All I'm saying is that, like, have you ever seen a train, no. like, hit a car? No. If you've seen a train, like, you know that <laughs> only if, on the internet, people, you would know that all the people inside of there's cotton candy would get mixed up with everybody else's cotton candy. And then an hour later, they're trying to reform, and it's a big fucking. They come out and they're go tanks. I, yeah, I can only assume that the you know the body's got that figured out. It'll, it'll take care of itself. The cotton candy. You'll just... Do you think cave people had hazmat suits, man, when they were experiencing high impact collisions? No, and it was a nightmare. It was really not a pleasant situation. They get trampled by a fucking herd of of water buffalo and fuzzy elephants, and all of a sudden they're fucking getting strung along for half a mile. 
They're up in the tusks. They're st- they're sticky. They're getting stuck in the fur. You think they can come back from that? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I love. I love that this is really just like a way to die. <laughs> it's not particularly <laughs> a useful defense mechanism. You just get turned into cotton candy and then you die an hour later. You know, actually, because like high impact trauma will likely kill you in our <laughs> world. So maybe this is just a way to lighten the blow, not yeah. the physical blow, but the emotional blow. Like uh, at least, at least yeah. we can eat grandma now. <laughs> at least yeah, we have this cotton delicious candy. cotton candy. <laughs> it's like a pinata, just a human pinata. Uh, grandpa was ge- grandpa was getting a little you know dementias so we decided to get the bats and uh you know when ancient civilizations discovered this this is how they sacrifice people to the gods yeah. they would just hit, club them in the face real <laughs> wicked hard and devour their corpse they're but it's like it's fine because they're no longer flesh people they're cotton candy it's probably you know it's probably a show of respect to devour a loved one's corpse if you die from a high impact trauma and they don't eat you that means you were not well respected in the community no right honestly i I really would love to eat some of that cotton candy but i I would never really like jerry that much (laughs) some people probably do taste better than others though i feel like that's just a I've been life. working on cultivating my my taste oh, yeah. for years. I am I am I am yeah. jumping out of an airplane when I turn fifty, and let me tell you, <laughs> the people I'm in the people I'm inviting to my cotton candy fest, very secret list. There will probably be like a sweet spot, like a prime age to be in when your cotton candy is just to die for. <laughs> Ideal cotton candy. It's probably not fifty. It's probably like thirty-seven yeah. or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, do you think it ages like the older you get, it gets better, or does it like? No. Well, sugar doesn't go bad is the thing. So, I mean, would it get worse? <laughs> Do you think your life experiences, like, sort of, like, alter your flavor a little bit? Like, uh, Probably, so. like, if you bathe in hot sauce, oh, yeah. right? No, but, like, if you had, like, a really shitty life and, like, you just, like, were not a nice person or whatever. Or you did a lot of meth. Like, it, like, if you, like, the sweet old man. The sweet old man down the street. He was so nice to everybody. God, bought... I can't wait for Tom to die. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be he, delicious. He had a tramp. He had a trampoline that, like, he let all the neighborhood kids jump on. Is he sweeter than, like, the guy who's, like, came back from Vietnam, like, completely fucking crazy and, like, you know, in a shack somewhere writing death threats to the president and that sort of stuff? Like, which of those two guys do you think is going to taste better? Yeah, but it depends on your flavor, like, your preferred flavor profile. Like, I kind of like sour things. Uh-huh. You think he'd be a little bit more bitter or sour? You know, eating another person's candy is probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I don't know about that. I've been to a lot of funerals. Yeah, but you haven't been to a lot of funerals where they died from high impact collisions. <laughs> uh, I mean, but okay, look, okay, look at it this way: if you're okay, if you're old, you're in a nursing home or whatever. It's like you're you're gonna die if you go into hospice or whatever. They're probably just gonna fucking throw why are you. The nursing homes on the top floors of skyscrapers. I don't understand. Yeah why why does every why does every hospital bed have a like a steel mattress above it? Yeah, it's just like a giant, exactly, it's just like a <laughs> giant slammer. And it's like, okay, like like the moment like you're about to flatline, they just pull the trigger, and this thing just fucking smashes you so with a cotton candy. It's a thwomp from Mario in every hospital and everybody, room. everybody stands around crying, eating your cotton candy, and hugging each other. And it's your final gift back to them, and it's kind of nice. Yeah, it is, that is kind of nice. It's kind of sweet. Maybe a little sour, depending on the person. Do you guys think rubber bullets would turn you into cotton candy? Oh, man. Yeah, big time. The police Dude, are like dangerous. riot control. 
Right control is a big sticky mess. <laughs> just a big mess of cotton candy everywhere. Oh, You're just clumping God. through like a whole field. Taking of down candy. protests. Because I imagine the amount of the amount of mass that a human has, if that turned into cotton candy, that could fill a There's fucking room. So much cotton candy. That's a lot of cotton candy. Stadiums worth. Diabetes is going to be a serious problem in this world. Right, officers' batons would look like actual cotton candy sticks by the end of something <laughs> like that. They just have like a big mass of like cotton candy on the end of their baton. By the end, they are just they are just eating the cotton yeah. candy well, off the stick. That's a good way. This is a good like war tactic. Like if you're trying to clog up like a canyon or something like that, you just push a couple of your own people down. Three hundred. Three hundred. Just cotton candy everywhere. You only, yeah, you need to sacrifice about 20 of those guys to have a big cotton candy mess. <laughs> oh, it's a big sticky mess they're trying to uh, wade through. I started kicking people down this pit, but then it filled with cotton candy, and now they just hit the bottom and start eating. Yeah. After that, we just laid down covering fire, and we got the fuck out of there. Mission accomplished. In 300? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, cover me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fight Xerxes. Oh shit! Well, let's throw in our last. Let's throw in our last idea here. Uh, Starbeard boy says your body changes to fit your occupation. Which honestly, kind of. I mean, the, does that already? In, like in ways, I, it certainly does. I mean, I make websites, which means that I sit down for eight hours a day, and I'm a lot heavier than I was yeah. when I started doing that. I didn't want to say anything, but I think everyone who works in an office job is like a little bit paler than you know uh-huh. otherwise. Oh, that's yeah. the way I like it. That's why. That's actually why I chose this <laughs> career field. I had a lot of potential in the sports yeah. Mm-hmm. realm. Yeah, is that what they call it? A um, real, con- a real, con- a real construction man. They called Cody. But I've got some serious. I've got some serious dermatological is- issues. So I figured, you know, I better find a, a, a career that works in my favor, so I don't get skin cancer. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, take care of yourself. You you Big do. office building. Well, maybe, maybe, I mean, I imagine, like, if this is a concept for this world, that the changes are probably a little bit more noticeable, more drastic. Like, maybe if you type all day, your fingers grow more fingers or something, get weird, I don't know, something weird happens. <laughs> your fingers get huge biceps. They get huge biceps, you get really strong fingers. You, you can just, then you can't type anymore, because... You can't type, yeah, because the, the, it's just like Super Saiyan 2, man, your muscles are too big and you can't do much. Well, wait then, you're just putting yourself out of a career by being too good at your career, though, so that's no good. Well, that was your fucking bad idea, was muscly fingers, man. I'm, I'm saying that you get something that helps. I'm not saying, I'm not saying bulked out, like, so that they can't even, like, sit next to each other. I'm just saying, like, well-toned, like, hard, like just big, steely biceps underneath of each knuckle. Lean, mean fingering machines. I mean, you might have to get a stronger yeah. keyboard to keep up with you, so you're not breaking them. That's up, true. Right? You start breaking those keyboards. I mean, it's kind of cool, like, if you think about sports. Like, like a professional athlete will probably turn into some pretty wild creature. You yeah. think that, like, a, a professional baseball player would just, like, grow, like, a big fleshy bat out of his hands? Yeah, probably. Like, just have, like, a giant bat arm. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere on their body, for mm. sure. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they definitely got a bat somewhere. <laughs> but, like, uh, oh, so, like, God. take take old-timey professions or whatever. Like, the guy who's out there in the woods, like, chopping down trees like a lumberjack, does he just get, like, a blade hand eventually? Probably a blade hand. Probably something that blade allows hand. him to carry the trees and stuff, like... Like a, immense strength like a flesh bag like a flesh probably probably some beaver like traits too so mm. that he can actually enjoy 
He can eat the wood and get sustenance from it. I was all on blade hand, but I am not for flesh bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me tell flesh you, backpack. you you had me with blade hand. You lost me with flesh sack. Who said flesh bag? <laughs> Brian flesh did. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> No. Hey. I'm talking about some badass blade handed beaver boy, and you're talking about flesh bags? I'll look down on it. Kangaroos have flesh, uh, uh, what are they, what are they called? Flesh fanny it's a, it's packs. It's a pouch. It's a. They got flesh fanny packs. They got a, they got a flesh pouch. And that's their business, you know? Nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, it's hard to yeah, wash it. We don't out. have to talk about that. We don't talk about what's going on with your nethers. Yeah, but I do not want to see a lumberjack's flesh bag. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just not. What are they carrying in the flesh bag? Pancakes? What's going on in there? Wood. You could put, like, if you're strong enough and big enough, then you can just start putting entire, like, logs in your flesh backpack. Mm-hmm. How big are these flesh bags if you could carry a lot? Your, bo- your body your body changes to suit your needs. So you get really... I just figured they would get stronger so they can lift the logs. I've had some logs in my flesh backpack, Ryan, and let me tell you, gotta get oh, those out. God. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, man. <laughs> um, man. So okay, so it doesn't have to be flesh backpack. Firefighters probably become fire retardant, their skin and shit. Or they yeah, there we get go. giant flesh bags full of water. <laughs> <laughs> this is a world where everyone involves a giant flesh bag and uses it in a very specific way for their career. Not, I mean, it's. It's viable. It's a good idea. As it turns out, every career needs a flesh bag. <laughs> Nurse, scalpel. Yes, yes, doctor. Just pull you out of her flesh bag. Oh, <laughs> oh no. God damn you. I mean, on, oh, come on. Everybody needs a backpack at some point. Yeah. It's on your back? On your back, on your tummy. Made of flesh? Like, you, can have flesh you can have flesh cargo leggings oh, or whatever. Like, you can have Anything goes. Your body changes to fit your occupation. Uh, you know, I was picturing a cool world where cops get like fucking handguns and shit like that, like literal hand guns, <laughs> and fucking I don't know, doctors get like goddamn supervision and blade things. Scalp yeah. fingernails. Yeah. Astronauts get fucking articulating t- tentacles that allow them hand to, to swords, and they can breathe in space. Function in space better. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. Space. You're imagining flesh bags yeah. constantly. I don't know. Man, I'm going to be I, in a situation one day where like, man, I really wish I had a flesh bag right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> if only I had a flesh if only, bag. If only I picked one of the many occupations that evolved flesh bags. If only I had a flesh pocket to keep my keys when it's in. like career day at high school, you're like, I'm going to, can we preclude the entire list of anything that gives me flesh bags? I'd like to avoid <laughs> that, please. List of occupations, please. Because you know, you know that all these people are evolving for their careers, and you know they're all hooking up in all sorts of weird fucking ways, and you know all sorts of weird stuff is going in those oh, flesh yeah. bags. <laughs> the, f- the flesh bag, you know. Oh, what does a sex worker evolve into? Oh my goodness. A series of flesh bags. Probably, flesh actually. Bags. They need to satisfy as many people at once to maximize. Mm-hmm. They just essentially you know, become a, uh, like a telephone pole of vaginas. Oh God! Or dicks? Oh, or dicks? Whatever. Dicks and vaginas. <laughs> you get as much. You want to satisfy a wider audience. What does someone who works at SeaWorld turn into? Uh, somebody that works at someone with a flesh bag. Yeah, and and what else? No, they have a, a flesh bag full of full fish. Of fish. <laughs> I mean, you'd probably get gills and you get flipper feet, obviously for sure. That's badass. All right. I That's would probably, if I was going to do that too, because some of those creatures, they're not. 
they can get a little bit wild. I probably I would probably want to have the ability to like electrocute shit like a uh, electric eel. Is it about what you want or what science gives you? Yeah. I don't know. It's like what what's going to help you? What's going to help you? If you're working with sharks and stuff, you're probably going to get the electric eel ability. Like I'd prefer not to have flesh bags, but apparently that's not. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean that's mandatory. I mean, I mean, I never wanted the flesh bag. You don't. I mean, everybody's down on it until you get one, and then you're like two words I probably said together about once in my lifetime until this episode. (laughs) As a as a parent, you're probably going to want to have a flesh backpack because at some point your kid's gonna get hit by a car, and you're gonna want to gather up all their candy and put it in your Mm -hmm. flesh backpack until they can rematerialize into a baby. Incubate them. Incubate the cotton candy back to life. What what does a marine turn into? Probably something pretty fucking cool. How long did it take to turn into these things? Probably six months on the job training. <laughs> Jeez. Just long enough for your body to register this as your new career. That's about yeah. how long it takes to sort of adapt to a new job anyway. It's about six months. So if you don't want to develop into that body, you have to quit your job before you've reached the six-month time. Yeah, once you feel the, the slit opening up on your flesh bag, oh, that's God. not what you want. <laughs> you probably want to stop right there. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever hold a job longer than five months yeah. if I was developing yeah. a flesh bag. <laughs> As soon as I feel that flesh bag start opening up, I'm out of there. Hey, look at that. It's a normie. Look at that weird normie over there. He doesn't even have a flesh bag. Your seniority, though, is probably based like entirely upon how genetically adapted on you the, are. On the yeah. volume of your flesh bag? How much you can fit Senior in Senior Lumberjack has like two blade hands. <laughs> oh, God, this is like Pokemon. <laughs> Everything yeah. comes back to Pokemon. And so that guy makes more money because he's he just two blade hands. Well, he's oh, that's what? all he's doing all day long. How he's do you like, chop down more than one tree at a time? He, <laughs> he's thirty five feet fucking tall. That's why, and he can he's like easily walking through a forest, just like oh, left, right, man. left, right, chopping trees down. He's huge. He's he's Paul Bunyan, except like a horrifying uh, monstrosity at the same time. But he's really good at chopping down trees. Oh, so do you think vigilante technically counts as like an occupation? If you do it for six months, day in, day out. Yeah, forty hours a week minimum. Yeah, yeah. You got to put in the thirty-two. Hours. You don't want to put in forty thousand hours because you will. Can blow you multi-class? Oh, um, like moonlight. You can have more yeah. than one job. I mean, it's true. Some people work eighty-hour weeks. That's all. That's all. Be like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And if you get if you have one career for ten years and then you switch careers, does your body just like do you become some sort of weird hybrid combination of the two? Or you turn back into cotton candy. But yeah. Do you lose the traits when you stop using? If it? you're if you're unemployed, does your body revert back to normal? But you probably want to keep those skills and shit. Like if you're a lumberjack, but you got fired for sticking your coworkers in your flesh bag too many times. I didn't develop these blade hands for nothing. <laughs> I'm going to use them. <laughs> Just chopping down trees. And you can be a chef. You can chop up vegetables and produce and stuff like that. No, that's a completely different body. You think so? It just doesn't work. I'm going to be the blade-handed assassin. No, I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, some some careers are probably easier to transition to than others. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a lumberjack, you could always transition into contract killer pretty easily because you've already got the yes. blades. Going. The blade hands assassin. They just. One one and done. God, you know they're gonna make these people fight. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Seriously. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's like I'm gonna fill my flesh bag with your blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fucking miners versus lumberjacks 
all day long. Kids versus lumberjacks? Miners, not kids. <laughs> People that mine mines. Professional children. That's my occupation. Yep. What does the president turn into? Um. Uh, we already have the perfect president physically. He's got a giant fat fucking ass to sit around on all day long. Uh, there you go. He's already genetically predisposed for what he's doing right now. So we've got it. Yeah. We've elected the best of the best as far as that goes. Anyway. Yeah. This, Thanks for listening. This episode has been brought to you by Flesh Pouch. The Flesh Pouch episode. I feel like that's a world. I mean, that's a world. There she blows. Blow out. There she blows. Blow out my flesh pouch. <laughs> yeah. Let's all squeeze. Let's squeeze whatever's left in there out of that. Clean this one out. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready to die, assassin comedians. Yeah. yeah. Kill me now. Take please, me assassin Take me. comedians. Reap my cotton candy, please. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been another episode of Disposable Worlds. Uh, if you like what we do, I don't know why you would, uh, but you could check us out <laughs> on uh, Facebook. Check us out on uh, our website as well, radbotproductions.com, where you can find other projects we're working on and listen to other travesties that we have recorded yeah yeah um thanks thanks to belafonte for the use of uh, our theme song bastion off their ep primeridian Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with flesh pouches unfortunately unfortunately but they are recording a flesh pouch themed album right now aren't they uh not yet but we'll talk to them about it okay by audience demand well until next time this has been disposable worlds Peace. Keep her breezy. <laughs> Don't forget to air out your flesh pouch. <laughs> Keep your flesh pouch breezy. <laughs>